0: Hi and welcome to the first ever Institute of Club Directors Luncheon. We're here virtually every Friday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and I thought I would put this out there as a recording so that everyone can learn from all the leaders in our business. This week we had on the line Natalie Wilson who's the general manager at the Suburban Golf Club in Union, New Jersey and we also had Kalindi Dinoffer from On Court Off Court, one of the big retail Companies in our industry. So please listen and enjoy. And join us next Friday, every Friday, 1230 PM Eastern Standard Time. Email us at beyond the at gmail.com for more information. I saw it as a networking opportunity as um, I had so many people coming to the website saying, Hey, Ed, can you can we just meet up virtually? And I said, Sure, let's set it up. And I'm not I'm not a maestro at Live Instagram or live Facebook or even Zoom, but thought I'd set it up as a uh, as a you know a preamble to what is going to happen, and if hopefully when this Omicron virus dissipates, which I think will be very soon, but I you know I'm going to throw out one question now, which is I, I met with uh, the president of, of Prettybrook Tennis Club this morning, and we had a long conversation about. Uh, initiation fees and dues and what the current climate is in reaction to, um, in reaction to raising of dues and raising of initiations right now, because of uh, it's a new year. Clubs are looking at, you know, um, whether they're going to raise their dues for 2022, if you haven't done it already. And I thought what was interesting was um, his take out, his take on it is, Yes, the initiations aren't going to go up, dues aren't going to go up this year, but he's worried about losing a few members, and I, I'm, I'm the opposite. I think Omicron will dissipate, and I think we're going to be in a good place come April, May. Um, now, in New England, I'm part of the, the CMA in New England, and we had an uh, email that went round about like in a newsletter. Um, I don't know if he, some of your club managers are not. But um, the average was five percent raise in dues, which I thought was a strong showing for coming out of COVID. So, Sean, uh, what kind of facility are you at, and and what are, what are your thoughts on that? Where are you? I can't see in the picture what what, what you do. <laughs>
1: yeah, we've got a we've got a unique system where we don't have. I'm not a, a club manager per se. We we operate in multiple multiple locations. What happens in Atlanta is it's difficult. For clubs, kind of the uh, w- what we would say is a kind of a fancy New England club. Down here is our is our country clubs. Are it's tough to compete with the fact that every other neighborhood in Atlanta has two tennis courts in. And so, I mean, you, when you say neighborhood, you mean like gated communities? Those I mean, like every neighborhood, not just gated communities. I'm, I mean, our neighborhood is not gated. We've got 227 homes. We're in Buford. We're off a major street, and we've got two tennis courts and a pickleball court, and it's just free. So in Atlanta, it's a slightly unique market because we've got hundreds of individual tennis coaches that don't work for clubs. And it's and it's just a different feeling down here than the than the concept of. And I came out of the country club industry working at TPC Sugarloaf when I first started my career. So I, I get the I get the club concept where if you're a tennis pro, you typically work at a club. But in Atlanta, that's really not true. We've got so many people down here that have individual businesses. They just travel from neighborhood to neighborhood teaching tennis lessons. Gotcha. So what we do is we've we've kind of perfected the kids' version of that. And we run what we call tennisforchildren.com and it's literally just tennis for children. We focus on 10 and under. We go into specific neighborhoods and everybody we work with is essentially a beginner. But it's, it's not much different from managing a club. We have members. They pay us per month. We have facilities that we have to upkeep. We keep extra equipment in the car. When a net breaks in somebody's neighborhood, we just go ahead and fix it. And we have to deal with the HOAs. So it's, a, it's more of a spread-out feeling of dealing with different locations where we come in and run the tennis programming as opposed to having our own location where someone comes in to us And as you say, the first question is, are you paying dues or are you raising your rates? Are you raising dues for us? We have monthly membership fees. We don't have necessarily an initiation, but we do have those. What my wife was just a genius idea last year is we started running our off court programming. So when it like today, this afternoon, we have a 14 and under class. I'll give you a quick example and then I'll and then I'll stop. A 14-under class, a 10-under class, and a 6-under and class, all at the same location. It's in a different city, so we drive 20 minutes to get there. But today it's just too cold. The kids aren't going to enjoy it. We're not running elite-level tennis, so 30 degrees isn't going to work for a bunch of seven-year-olds. So cool. we cancel the on-court class, and we go online, and they come and do a workout with us on a Zoom call. But we still bill them for the tennis. They're still paying us the membership fee as though they had their tennis class is the easiest way to describe it.
0: Now, let me ask you a question, Sean, because you bring up an interesting thing. So you you're there and you're you're traveling through HOAs. Do you compete with country clubs? Like, do you ever see that your kids dis- disappear and they go to a club or a country club? Because I know you have country clubs in Atlanta. you got one of the best down there. Cherokee, you've got you've yep. got a couple of unbelievable clubs down there. Yeah, Augusta is not too far away. Um, so. <laughs> uh wish I'd I, I need to get there someday but let me ask you a question do you see any competition from country clubs do you see the kids going to other sports like golf or paddle or
1: pickleball and leaving even though they're beginners yes now we don't we're, we're less about picturing it as competition because our job is really just to get the kids excited about tennis for however long we have them. And our job, the the way we view it is, it's not trying to keep a member because we're so focused on beginners. What we end up doing is making friends with the local club or the local tennis academies. And we actually provide our kids that either they age out or they get good enough and they wanna take it seriously. And we send them on to the next place because we don't run mid-level, intermediate level, anything advanced. We really just make friends with the local, the other local providers that work at a at a at an elite or even a, an intermediate level, and we offer operate as a feeder program, and we just make friends with with the other people around. So it's less competitive in nature as to how we run it. Gotcha.
0: Okay, so let me. Uh, hey, Kalindi. I think that's Kalindi over there smiling at me. Hey, Kalindi, how are you?
2: Hey, how's it going? Sorry, I'm a few minutes late.
0: That's all right. It's just for fun. It's just a networking uh, opportunity. I'm going to run it every Off-court, Friday if I can. So, cool. yeah, Galindi's on court, off court. She's, um, people don't know her. She's one of the biggest suppliers to clubs and facilities for everything from mind and body yoga to tennis to pickleball. So, thanks, welcome, uh, Galindy. Great to yeah, see you. Yeah, thank,
2: thanks so much for organizing this. I got yeah. your email and thought this sounded like a, a really good, like, connecting, meeting some new people event. So, uh-huh.
0: So there you right, go. So, so Sean's on. Uh, Sean's on Zoom, and I think that's Natalie. Is that Natalie Wilson over there? I think. Yeah. Hey, Natalie, how are you? Nice to see you. Good to see you. How's uh, how's everything in suburban going?
3: It it is going. I am really glad that we are headed into February and closing down in a few weeks. <laughs> it, there's a lot to do here. There's a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. I then feel the you, same way. I, yeah. April's- I took a picture. I'm gonna post it on my Instagram of the snow here. I'm sure you have some snow there too, right? So, so it's I
3: tried, I a I'm bit. from Colorado. Yeah. People act like so, this. Oh, is right.
1: the yeah. I'm Glad he started
3: with me. I was just <laughs> um, telling a friend so, of
0: mine. It, it mom, closes. Huh? It closes everything down, doesn't it? Like four inches of snow. Yeah.
3: Yeah it's like, this is, this is every day in Colorado. We don't even think about this. So um, yeah, it's kind of funny. I literally have no one in this clubhouse right now.
0: Not a person. Well, we, there's, I have uh, chef and Baker here, the chef and his wife are here working. Um, and then uh, uh, Charles, our trainers down in the gym, trying to stay warm because there's problems with the heat and the AC ducts over there. Um, but the I snow thought- is...
3: I thought your background looked familiar. I was like, "Is he at Prettybrook?" Yes, I am.
0: I am handing over the reins as we speak. Over the next two weeks, Carrie and I Carrie Young's my associate. We've been here on and off for four months, yeah. and we finally hired a permanent GM, which is great news for me because I get to go home to my family. Yeah, um, but it's been a wild ride. It's been a good good ride. So I know that you're you're new there. So so let's let's. Let me ask you Natalie, It's a great question for everybody else out there. What's the biggest challenge right now? Is it is it that you're short of time? Is it what's your biggest challenge?
3: Um, any GM who comes in to a club, I think it's getting everybody on the same page, staffing wise, and you have people who jump right on board and then you have people who kick and scream every step of the way and um that's my biggest hurdle right now is getting everybody to to join in what I want to do with Suburban and um some people may not make it and that's the reality of the situation you know because everything else yeah it's operational and and we do operations every day the one factor that is that is an, never a sure thing the human element Some
0: you yeah. can't please all the people all the time
3: right right
0: now do so, you have, is it just golf here or is there is there I, I don't know suburban that well is it golf and tennis is there another sport or is it just golf it's just golf just golf and and food and beverage
3: And food and beverage. And that's wonderful because I golf. Um, but we do have a reciprocal with rackets um over in Short Hills. So and it's yeah, and it's only a thousand dollar initiation and then whatever the monthly whatever the monthly dues are. Um, so we do have a lot of families who participate in that because some families definitely feel there's not a place for them here because this is very much a guy's club. I mean, that's what golf clubs tend to be. And whether, you know, I, I have eight women who are members, um, and to try to m- turn it into something that it's not, you're, you're kind of creating a losing battle for yourself. So rackets is huge for us to be able to have that outlet for, for other
0: that, for members. That reciprocal is important. Natalie, mm-hmm.
4: where yeah. are you located? I'm sorry. I think I missed that part. Union, so... New Jersey.
0: New Jersey.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> you got to tell me the state. <laughs> um, I'm like, where? <laughs> yeah,
3: it's...
0: Yeah, Union, New Jersey. It
3: okay. Is one of the closest golf courses to the city. So most of my membership are younger guys, 40s, and early 50s. Um, who work in the financial district in Canton and they jump over here. It's a 30-minute drive and they jump over here to uh, come and play golf and then they go back to the city. Got it. And,
0: right. And, now, uh, Yeah, go ahead.
3: Um, we raised our dues by 3% here. 3%? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that's, see, I think that's about right. I think... I think New England's a little high, um, but always New England's a little high. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, You got Fairfield, Connecticut, and you've got you know the Vineyard yeah. and Nantucket and all this and Maine. So I think they're they're going to go five or six percent, and I think the rest of the country is probably looking two to three percent, maybe. I, I I think it is regional. I yeah. I don't know what Florida is looking at. I haven't I haven't asked it down there really, but um yeah, I, I think three percent it, is it, a good spot.
3: Sandwich raised raised their initiation from 130 to 150 but it's right and um and then the dues are being raised by seven percent they but the whole idea is to make it more exclusive
0: Hmm. well if you talk to everybody in the business all the consultants say don't stop raising your dues don't stop raising your initiations keep it going because you know, over time, especially now, costs are getting higher. Inflation's here, um, but yeah. and, and I think the biggest thing is I know Jennifer's trying to hire right now. Uh, I Natalie, you trying to hire anybody right now?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, two two separate um, positions right now.
0: Um. So I I will I'll tell you what happened to me. Um. I hope my my club's not listening, but I have to house so. I'm a tennis club in the summer, New England, and I'm housing pros. And the club usually, you know, does the leases and helps out. So basically my new term is, uh, Ed, if you want to do housing, it's your your problem. You got the leases, you got the liability. So I'm like, oh, okay, because I'm an independent contractor. So I'm going to I'm going to my usual suspects of of landlords and the leases are going up. And and, uh, so guess what's going up? lessons, clinic rates, they're going up because I can't, I can't support the housing. I have to subsidize my pros housing. They, a pro can't come up from Florida and pay for 12 weeks uh, in, in, a, in an elite area. Um, so I have to subsidize their rents. And so the subsidies are going to come from, you know, higher in prices at the club, because there's no other place I can take that income from. So uh, have you seen, and now Jennifer, you're trying to hire as well. Um, yeah. how's it going? Are you finding anyone that work, wanna, wants to work on a little island in the middle of the North Atlantic?
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's always our, <laughs> you know, our problem is usually the housing. So the notice I didn't even to... get
0: Jennifer to smile. Hold on, Jennifer. You didn't even crack a, a smile on that.
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I am. I've tried, I've tried to, uh, to hire, Um, I already have a pro that in, you know, obviously the club pays for the housing, but that's always a challenge, um, to find housing and housing is going to go up this year also. So I think it's, it, it makes sense that dues. And even if they're monthly, that they're going to go up this year. And I would think more than 3%, like, is it 3% your normal yearly Um, rate of inflation? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I, I think it is. I think 3% is your ROI usually. Um,
4: yeah.
0: Kalindi, you're, you're on the cost of goods sold on my, uh, on my uh, ledger balance. What's going on with the prices of equipment? What are you seeing? How's the supply chain? Like if, if Natalie wants to go buy a, you know, some, you know, fairway driving mats for the, the fair, you know, for the driving range, what what's going on with those prices?
2: Yeah. I mean, unfortunately cost of, uh, materials has gone way up all around um you know we we've seen that and you know we manufacture our own products and we also resell um other companies select products for other companies and that we've seen across the board just everyone's needing everyone has been raising prices we've we had to raise prices on a few of our products like we try as much as possible not to and you know end up even taking a bit of a loss on some items but yeah it's it's hard just because of between um, the value of the US dollar going down overseas, you know, a lot of most companies, including us, you know, we met, we have factories in China and Taiwan. And so the dollar is not as powerful, which impacts it. And then the material prices like steel, for instance, have gone way up and then freight has gone up. So- um, Freight,
0: freight. Yeah,
2: freight's a big one that's gone way up so that, you know, I don't, I'm sure some of you have seen like in the news, you know, a few months back they had a picture of all of the containers off um, the port of LA like waiting to get on and there was a line of hundreds deep. So yeah, we've seen delays in um, in our containers. Like we have some, some containers we ordered back in April of 2021 and we're still waiting to receive them. Um, and that's just something we've heard across the board from other companies as well. I was just talking to someone Yesterday from the cardio tennis side, and she was saying there's no orange and red balls everywhere. Like Wilson said, they don't have any for months. Uh, so it's
0: yeah. Yeah, it, it's Wilson a, a is a mess. I mean, I'm, I'm. Yeah, well, let me tell you, people. Wilson, don't <laughs> Wilson's a mess right now. It's a mess. Uh, if you need, you know, Wilson Sporting Goods. Good luck with that. I. I, uh, I just changed suppliers for my balls. Um, tennis balls are going to be coming from uh, Pro Pen, which I've, uh, I'm not a, a huge fan of, but they, they've got stock. And uh, all my kids' balls, which you're referring to, the red, orange, green, uh, I'm getting from Diadem down in Miami. Just put that order in actually this morning um, for, for an April 1st delivery. I'm having everything delivered early because I want it there. I don't care if it sits around for a month um clothing and, that's the other thing i hate i hate
1: to do this in front of kalindi but what, yeah. what, what are you getting your red and yellow balls
0: <laughs> me D you D- them but kalindi do you sell it i don't know if you sell yeah, kids we, balls sell red, you? We,
2: sell, we sell the trend we don't sell regular tennis balls so i and we're we like we do partner with head. so i'm i'll forget I'll, i'm good with that one but yeah we do have red right. red right. orange and green dog like,
0: kalindi, what is Speaking of, of products, what's your best-selling product right now? What what do you, What's going on? I mean, I know you do foldable yoga yoga mats, so I'll, I'll give you that plug. But what's your best-selling item right now?
2: Portable um, pickleball net. Our pickle net, the lock's on wheels.
1: The what? What
2: is it? Our pickle net, the lock. So it's a portable uh, net for pickleball. Oh, the portable net. Oh, yeah. if, if anyone is anti-pickleball, I'm sorry. Um, but I, I like the... <laughs> answer
0: questions honestly so don't get jennifer started on pickleball hey uh, sean <laughs> uh just just to let you know i did buy two pickleball net from kalindi last summer so i do i do spread the wealth
1: um, well, we, we've spent we've spent a lot of money with them in the past but right now it's just getting tough it is tough
0: it's tough all over i see um uh a new a new uh contact of my iheart marble uh, Marble fox has joined my instagram live and if you don't know that company they do a lot of like uh tournament prizes and, and 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 wonderful little you know things that you can put in your retail shop which i'm gonna reach out to her i think her name is jennifer i just found her on instagram so there's a little plug for her um but let me come back to jennifer for a sec uh Jen, what are you doing about, I know you had some troubles with, with tennis balls last year. What, what are you doing this year? Have you ordered yours yet? What about your yeah, products? I mean,
4: I, no, I have not ordered yet. I will order soon. I last year. I. You tried better. They're product. like, go,
0: they're, they're going like June 1st. They're going now. You better, you know, I don't want oh, you to tell uh, me last minute and me have to get on the ferry and bring you a few cases.
4: <laughs> I might, <laughs> I was able to order last year from different sites You know, I think I ended up ordering a bunch from Tennis Warehouse actually. But I was trying to get with a contract with Wilson and it just didn't work out. I can't remember exactly why. I don't think they had inventory. They only oh yeah, they only had the Trinity ball, which is the like eco friendly ball that the
0: earless, the earless ball.
4: Yeah. Uh and I've actually I've never tried that ball, so I didn't want to risk it. I I don't know if it's any good to be honest. Um, so I didn't go with it this year. Um, I don't know. I don't know if, you know, Wilson still has issues. So I might end up just buying it from another retailer.
0: Just to let you know, I, I emailed Wilson, my, my, my winter order, which is thousands and thousands of dollars. And they said, sorry, your, your, your account rep is no longer with us. And your, your account doesn't qualify for an account rep. I'm like, Wow. So and then they said we're not taking orders for 2022 yet. And it was like December 15th. I was like, I better start making some calls. So I did. Natalie, yeah. do you guys I did. Natalie? Oh, sorry. Natalie, I'm do sorry. you own?
4: I did oh, go do, ahead, Jen. I did talk? Sorry. I did talk to the Babel Rep in the fall. And he said that he should be okay to put in orders in the spring. So I was Bear thinking calm. of doing that too.
0: Call Mr. Lyons. He's a great guy. Yeah um hey natalie do you own the shop or does the golf pro own the shop and what are you thinking about the retail side of things over there at suburban golf club
3: well um the pro owns it um model that most golf clubs are trying to get away from and you know, we're at the point, and when I say we, I mean a collective GMs across the country are waiting out contracts, which um, will, will end within the next five years. I'm guessing for those, for those pros that are still, um, who own the shop. Uh, my club back in Boulder uh, actually bought out the contract from their pro. Um, and, and it was the best thing they ever did. So not that I'm trying to get rid of Mark, but, um, <laughs> I'm counting down, um, the days on his contract. Um, it's, it's such a money maker that it doesn't make sense to leave it in the hands of the pros anymore. And Stanwich is doing the same thing. They're waiting out Mike Sumas contract.
0: Come on. You figured out our biggest secret is pros. Come on. You're not supposed to do that.
3: <laughs> and it, you know we, we, used, we used to joke all the time that when we come back in our next life we're coming back as tennis pros because you guys have got it figured out um but <laughs> it, is, it is um it's something that that most clubs are trying to get away from
0: you know it's it's funny you say that because uh <laughs> every pro i meet and, and I know they do it on purpose. They say, oh, God, the returns. Oh, God, the chasing of money late in November after a season. Or, oh, mm-hmm. God, you know, I'm stuck with inventory that you have to write off your profits. You know, um, it, it is true. I I see the, you know, I was in marketing long before I was in tennis. And I came up with this idea. Kalindi, you're going to love this one. And it was a long time ago. It, and and I worked for my father, right? He had a big direct marketing firm. And I I started the office in London a long time ago back when I was in my twenties. And I said, dad, I was, I I was dating who is now my wife and uh, she likes expensive handbags. And I'm like, dad, I can't afford these handbags. I I mean, this is ridiculous. It's like $900 for a Gucci bag. And you know, it's not costing $900 and cost of goods, you know, come on, make it in China. It's got they put a nice little label on it. Monogram, like we do for, you know, suburban golf club, SGC. Anyhow, all I'm saying is dad, hear me out. He's okay. Ed, tell me, you know, I'd been in the business, you know, 24 months. I said, rent a handbag.com. Well, guess what? He said, no. And now it's the biggest company in Europe. Yep. I mean, come on. It's merchandise is going to sell and it's going to make you money. So I understand why the GMs, and this is a really interesting topic why the GMs want that revenue line on their, on their, you know, so I know Natalie, have you seen like where, And this isn't going to this affects you, Kalindi, too, because, you know, you're going to have new suppliers that are clubs. Have you seen where clubs are maybe taking so a bigger percentage? Like the first thing I noticed was that the club came to me and said, hey, Ed, you know, you're doing so much in your shop. And so many of our members are paying by credit card these days. You're killing us with the credit card percentages. So I gave them the credit card percentage. Then they came and they said, hey, Ed, you know, it's mostly our staff that services your shop. So we need a percentage on that. I was like, "Okay, you get that percentage. Now have you seen like, okay, now you're talking about taking hundred percent of it, but is there a step-by-step thing? Have you seen that where you, maybe a club takes 50% of the merchandise cost? I don't know. Have you seen any of that?
3: No, the contracts are pretty solid and they, the, the pros are smart where these are multi-year contracts and, you know, that's why we wait out the contracts and, and it's one of those things that as, um. As we start getting closer, we just don't renew the contracts. It's, and, and I think most of the pros know it, that, that it's coming. It's just a different way of doing business. You know, most of these pros, once they're in a, in a club, they don't leave. You know, they, they have their built-in, their built-in clientele. And, you know, most pros I know have been there anywhere from 20 to 30 years. They aren't going anywhere. So we are, we're, we're just at the point that we're waiting out contracts.
0: Hey, we think the same thing about the GMs. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Cause I wear both hats, right? I'm here right now. It's pretty broken GM and, and I finish in two weeks. I can't, can't wait to finish. It's been a hard slog, but, um, I see that too on the GM side, you guys are there for a long time. You get your favorite fans and favorite members and yep, that, that kind of thing. Um, but you know, it's uh, it, it, every situation is different, and it's it's interesting to know that the GMs are watching that line revenue. Kalindi, from your standpoint, have you noticed more clubs becoming your clients rather than the pros? Is that a is that a trend that you're seeing?
2: Question. Um, yeah, I, I'd say overall, like as a trend over the over the years, probably. You know, it used to be like at a a trade show, which that's another thing. I mean, trade shows have kind of become more extinct as far as the value to vendors. Like, you know, that's how we got started. My dad, you know, was at the trade shows 20 years ago and would make money at them. And it was the only way to promote. There was no websites and individual coaches. They didn't have to get, I think the big difference was they didn't have to get so many approvals and jump through so many hoops. So they could just like, oh yeah, I'm going to buy X, Y, and Z things versus, um you know now it's noticing more of a trend of like well they need you know need to get approval and need to plan and need to budget it's just i think that business in general in all areas has gotten a lot more complicated which is something we've seen on the retail front and the wholesale of course that doesn't mean there are independent coaches not tied with clubs that you know are just going to do that they'll purchase what they want to purchase but yeah i think overall just added complexity in all areas of
4: business I tell you what on a side note those little grip things that you guys sell I've had like every person that I teach ever use that they want to buy that thing and we're gonna buy it
0: what what little grip things describe Uh, those little grip
3: things um, yeah the start rate rate
2: those are are very popular yeah
3: oh my gosh Um, well Mm.
2: if you and that's I mean something like that since you guys were talking about like pro shops and clubs making extra revenue. um, Those are, we do have, um, you know, wholesale programs for something like if a club was going to purchase for their pro shop specifically, they would get wholesale pricing if they're reselling.
0: Jen, notice that you get that new spot up there in East Shop, right? You're going to have that new spot for the shop. And right now you're going to, you own it. So, you know, count your days, according to Natalie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so
4: I I had to get really creative. I actually used a website for our logo stuff. Um, that I mean, it worked out. It's worked out so far, but it's not for the long term. It's a website that sells. Um, I forget what it's called. Um, it's like Edn Sports, something like that. They sell like logo things for schools, um, for high schools and colleges. And so we open an account with them and. And I mean, I don't make any money from it. It's just for the members to have logo shirts and gear. Um, And you just buy online. They sell it to you. It's called BSN Sideline Sports. Um, And they just, uh, they sent, you buy it online. They FedEx it to the buyer in like two days. And it worked out. I mean, it took it off my shoulders and we don't have the space. Now we're going to have the space to have a pro shop. But, um, yeah, it's like it was, I guess, a creative option. I don't think I've seen a club do that. So, that's
0: something so here's, that's... Here's, here's my little uh, take on this. And Natalie and uh, Sean, I don't know if you do uh, clothing, but I just I have a big account with Vineyard Vines. And uh, um, I do a lot with them. And I just got my new my new pretty brook. I own the shop, now, by the way, here. <laughs> but so. But I will tell you this, the logo took four to six weeks to set up because they're so backed up with work. Um, normally, Vineyard Vines is really quick. If I give them yep. a new logo, they come back in two three, two, three days with a proof. And then a week later, it's set, it's a DST file, and I've got my product in 10 days. And they just called me and they said, our logo sits. So I think people are going back to logo clothing um, to leave the generic clothing. And uh, so beware of that too, everybody. I know Sean buys, or I know Natalie, you're going to watch your golf shop, but the logos mm-hmm. and the logo clothing is taking longer. They just don't have the, the materials right now. It's the same as Kalindi
1: facing.
3: Wow. That's good. Let's get to we know. Have, know we haven't had any
1: trouble here, um, no. I've got, um, but I've got personal friends that help. Uh, you know, one of the guys I went to college with, he can get something done quickly and cheap. It's usually a little bit crooked, but he can get it done. And I got another guy that's on a couple of my different tennis teams that runs a business that does that. So it might also be that it's a it's a personal side where I say, hey, man, I need this by the end of the week. We got hoodies done. They were ten dollars more than they were a couple of years ago. each. So they're all you know, it's physically more expensive. And we had to do it. We did a rebranding in October. So we had to do a full new logo. It didn't take them long at all. Now, again, I don't know if that's because of the personal relationship. Maybe we get bumped to the front of the line.
0: It, well, when you say crooked, does the logo come out crooked or is it the payment's a little crooked?
1: <laughs> no, this is a friend of mine who does, he does photography mostly. He also has a printing shop. So it's, I don't go for him if I need something quality. It's, I need something fast.
0: I couldn't see Sean smile. I'm still trying to crack a smile out of Jen, but anyhow, I'm losing Dude, that. To just that. assume
1: the picture there. that's I'm always smiling.
0: <laughs> so, anybody out there have a question? Let's see, let's let's see like anybody have a question out there? I'm looking at my Instagram. I see that uh, somebody wrote back that they see Wilson just released the Clash. Oh, that's Jennifer for over 300 now. So it's gone it's gone up in price again. Is that true, Kalindi? Have you seen that?
2: For the um, for what product was that?
0: The Clash bracket. It's so over three hundred. Yeah, yeah like- we
2: don't resell rackets, so I'm not. I don't keep up with that no, as much. But
0: I I'll tell you, the, this, the Clash was two eighty nine.
2: God, I I would. I mean, it, it, I would totally believe it. Everything's been from the vendors that we do have. I mean, people were increasing pricing without even much notice. It was like new pricing effective tomorrow. Here's your list. So, <laughs> uh, um, but I did actually have. a... This goes back a, a little bit. Um, I did try yeah. the Trinity, the Wilson, because you were asking about the Wilson Trinity balls, and hadn't tried those. It's individual to individual. I have tried them. I hated them. It was giving me like arm issues. I like the idea of them that it's you know eco friendly packaging and stuff, but unfortunately, it was just they're really heavy. So some people like them. I, for what it's worth, since you're asking, I did not like them like I wouldn't
4: want yeah to them. thank you for that because I was wondering I, I I hadn't met anybody that had tried them either
2: yeah they I I tried them because we resell the slinger and um when I tried it it came with that and it was just so heavy um like especially for uh yeah, for a coach and my, yeah, my fiance co- coaches and yeah, he was saying like, he would never want to coach with them because you're feeding balls and it's just so heavy. So yeah. I, unf- unfortunately, because I, I like the idea of them a lot, but
0: I found them too. I, uh, what happened with me and, and Natalie, this goes like to like a golf club, like imagine you're hitting a Titleist, what is it? Pro V1 Perfect. And, Perfect. and you're playing, you're playing with a Pro V1 and you're, and you've got a Box of them, right? So we get practice balls like, like, yeah. uh, like fairway balls, like, um, drop yeah. uh, what do they call those? You know, what do you call it? Practice balls. So we get yeah. practice balls from Wilson, and every fifth one last year was like a Trinity ball. So you'd like you'd put in 300 balls in your cart, and then and I use practice balls because we have so many kids. I can't, you know, most nice clubs have don't use practice balls, but I have to. Yeah. It's just I can't afford 10 cases. So, anyhow, so. I'm in there, and every fifth ball is like, ow, and it was so heavy. And so we had to go through and weed them out um, of the practice balls so that the, the, the Trinity ball was uh, quite quite heavy and, and not fun. And be careful. They'll probably do the same thing with the Titleist Pro V1 at some point because they can't <laughs> get the balls into into the country.
3: Yeah, and, and I'm So now – Go ahead. I make, um, what, what the supply chain is like with balls coming up because I know it was tightening up at the end of the season and we have a few months to get our crap together. But, um, I I won't be surprised if Pro V1s go from, you know, $60 a box up to 80. I, I won't be surprised at all.
0: And what, what are you seeing? And this is the, this is the other big question and guys, I know a lot of us are pros on here and a lot of us are GMs, but I just, got the quote for this club's new liability policy (laughs) the insurance prices are going skyrocketing like this club has three liability uh, prop policies it has a workers comp it has general property and umbrella you know liability policy and then it has a directors and officers or board members and officers uh, policy and all three have gone up maybe over 15 percent year on year have you seen that too? Oh, look at Natalie's face.
3: <laughs> um, yeah. Our- welcome
0: to New Jersey. i that's where I I'm looking at the snow, looking at the insurance policy going up as people fall down the stairs here.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe you come February. So I'll, I will
0: let you know. Yeah. Be ready for that one. That was uh. I came out of the blue. I, and I was wondering about it because did you uh, Now we're, most of the people on here are tennis pros that's of, of some sort. And, um, you notice our USPTA fees went up over $300. you see that? Over how much? They're over $300 now. Yeah, USPTA I just paid membership. it,
4: actually. I think it was like $315 or something right. like
0: that. I mean, when I what joined, it was two, $221, like Sherlock Holmes and Baker Street. Um, yeah. And so pros
4: they- are probably going to be, I mean, pros get paid an hourly rate, but mm-hmm. directors and anyone that's on salary is going to be asking for a raise too
0: this year. All right, so I'm gonna ask uh, Natalie for the wrap-up question. What's your biggest burning question, Natalie, as you?
3: Oh, boy, yeah. I would, I would say right now having to create um, a strategic plan from scratch I came into a club that has nothing in place and, and I've done it before, but it's like it takes a month, you know, easily a month of your time to write out a strategic plan. So, has anybody else had to deal with that? Um, any shortcuts, anything that, that could be of help? Because I, I don't want to start over. I don't want to start over. It's so time consuming.
1: Are you Natalie? Are you able to get? Stri- are you able to get plans like that from those you know? You talk to Ed and you talk to others and say, "Hey, what's your plan for your club?" Because what we would do is, we I would take my my five closest competitors. This is how I, st- I started my business years ago working in the preschools. I took all the competitors' products. I took all of their marketing material, all the information I could possibly get, and I put it all together. I read it, I compiled it, and I said, "Here's where." The averages are here's how they, here's how all of my competitors are doing things and then look at who's winning. And then basically you start with a template, but you can take all your favorite things in, put all your favorite things in and pull out things that aren't relevant to you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's New Jersey, so there's, there's a golf course like every five miles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So in that case, are they not interested in sharing their, their plans with you? Right.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: So maybe you step outside of New Jersey, you know, do, do we have some, I, I don't know if at, in Atlanta, if we have, if TBC Sugarloafs, you know, the, if the golf pro down there would be happy to talk to you and say, Hey, here's how we do. Cause a lot of here we're, we're so, we're, we're so not competitive in some of those ways because we're not necessarily fighting for members because we're all unique in our own way. And it's we're all, looking. it's so spread out in Atlanta. I'm not going to be a member of a club that's more than 20 minutes from where i live so we can we can really just call up somebody and we're a tight-knit community i don't know i'm not certain of new, Jer- new jersey or in the new england area how tight-knit you are how competitive it is competitive it is yeah I, w- I would suggest finding as much as you can that already exists for a similar club and then personalize it to you
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's they're not going to share it though they, i think now but they you know, I to find something online. I, here's what I would do uh, with a strategic plan is the first thing is you've got to please your members, right?
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: as you're there, and, and I know you, you just started in what, November and December. So it's kind of tough because you're not, you haven't seen the season yet, right? right. So you're kind of doing a strategic plan, kind of sight, sight unseen. But I'm sure if you, like for example, if you just sent sent out an email, don't even do an official survey, but just kind of like the question I just asked everyone, what's your burning issue at Suburban, right? I know you're asking for trouble. You're asking for trouble, but you're going to find out what those members want. and Then you can go back and and see, you know, what is the most burning issue among the most members so that you can sub- start your strategic plan around that. Because whatever strategic, strategic plan's got to do, it's got to improve the member uh experience. And you can go and make a bigger, bigger facility. That doesn't mean it's going to attract more members. It doesn't mean that it's going to make more members happy um, or a member happier. But if you can attract or, 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 or make the most members happy the most, most, most of the time, that should be the bedrock of your strategic plan. And then you start to build around it saying, okay, now what can I afford? um what's the staffing going to be
1: like uh, um but i it's really well, tough what, for you what I makes you what makes you unique because if you're going to say there's a golf course every five miles what's unique about your facility what's gonna what's gonna be bringing people in do you have fitness specific for golf or do you have anything that's going to be a little bit different that doesn't require building a new a new facility and, and where's your, where's your niche that makes you a little bit different and a little bit better?
3: Right.
4: Okay. That's tough. See, I, I kind of uh, disagree on this with Ed. I think surveys are super, super valuable. It's all about how you set them up. You can get a lot of info from your membership um, if you set it up right. And I would say um, I mean, I don't know. Do you have how big is your board? And is, are, is your board helping you enough? Maybe you need to have new people like what my club does, and they're experts at it is getting a lot of members to help. They have their board, but they also start creating committees for different things. And, you know, you could have like a strategic planning committee, and have people on there that are not necessarily on the board that can bring a lot of knowledge um, and help basically free help to you people are experts in in different things and sometimes um you know if you encounter members i think that are very vocal invite them to be on the board um because i think if it sounds to me like you feel a little bit alone <laughs> i don't know that's just like the impression that i'm getting so i think like um
0: there's not a single person in the clubhouse
3: <laughs> right right you Who's actually waiting for me? So I'm going to have to jump off here pretty soon. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. And the, the, you know, I've I've met the board of Pretty Brook, and all of them were so incredibly involved and personable. It's the exact opposite here. It, it's it is the most hands off board I've ever come across in my life. Which awesome you like that? Yeah, which makes it even more difficult
0: being in my seat um well Natalie I will I will I'll say one thing and I and and Jen I'll go back to you I didn't say I disagree with surveys it's going to be tough to do a survey and form one when you don't know because Natalie's just started so it's hard but I will say Natalie beware of of boards that are too involved because yeah uh, we won't go into details but you get where I'm coming from so sometimes you get uh, a board that's just not going to let you breathe and and then and then you lose your uh, creativity i think and you lose your objectivity
3: yeah so agreed um well it was great to meet everybody hey. i'm going to go talk with my construction manager because he's here
0: <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up we're gonna wrap it up too so we, we're supposed to stop at 1 and get stopped it's 1 i gotta go back to work thanks okay. for everyone being here we'll be here every friday i'm gonna set it up Jen will be here every friday and Kalindi, great to see you. And Sean, thanks. And all you people on uh, Instagram Live, great to see you. And awesome. we'll talk soon.
2: Thanks so Enjoy much, it. Ed, for the... Um, in the in my, oh, Ed, is it possible? I got this. My dad had forwarded this to me. Can I get on the list to get whatever yeah. the updates yeah.
0: I'll, I'll let you on for free. Yeah. Wow. It'll cost you 50 bucks off my next order. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Have a good one. We'll see you next Friday Bye. if you're around. Have a good Bye. one again. Thanks. Take Bye-bye. care.
4: Bye. Bye.